This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. As you probably just noticed, I am not Eve's Jeffcoat, nor am I Tracy Wilson. My name is Gabe Luzier, and I want you to know up front that I have a huge respect for all the work that Eves and Tracy put into making this show a compelling part of so many people's daily routines. I'm excited for the chance to pick up where they left off and to continue delivering your daily dose of history. If you feel like you've maybe heard my unusual name before, it could be from my time as a researcher and guest host on shows like Part-Time Genius and Ridiculous History. One thing I learned from working on those shows is that history is never as stuffy and straightforward as we might expect. It's full of diverse characters, plenty of twists and turns, and just as much sadness, strangeness, and beauty as we find in the world today. I'm sure you'll see what I mean as we go along, but for now, let's get started with our first day in history class. The day was Sunday, September 1st, 1878. A woman named Emma Nutt reported to work at the Edwin Holmes Telephone Dispatch Company in Boston, Massachusetts, and in doing so, she became the first female telephone operator. Prior to Emma, the work of connecting calls in the early days of telephones had been primarily the domain of teenage boys. This arrangement was a holdover from the beginning of telecommunications, when the majority of telegraph operators were male teenagers. However, phone companies quickly learned that while teenage boys had excelled in the speechless realm of the telegraph, they weren't the best choice when it came to actually talking to people. Customers complained the boys were impatient, gruff, and prone to swearing, so with the future of the industry on the line, the Boston Company decided to try a different approach. Alexander Graham Bell himself hired Emma, poaching her away from a nearby telegraph office. Her patience and soothing voice made her a perfect fit for the job. After a short time with the company, she had reportedly memorized every number in the New England directory. This is quite the feat when you consider how few people today can recall even a handful of phone numbers by heart. Emma's success quickly paved the way for more women operators. In fact, her own sister, Stella, would become the second female operator just a few hours into Emma's first shift. Less than a decade later, the reign of the teenage boy had ended, and nearly all telephone operators were women. Many women welcomed the new career opportunity the telephones provided, viewing it as an improvement over domestic service or a job in a factory. But the work was never easy, and their employers soon conspired to make the job harder than it needed to be. As telephone operators in the late 1800s, Emma and her co-workers connected calls between a relatively small group of customers. As a result, a certain level of intimacy developed, and the operators became trusted sources of local news, weather reports, and even town gossip. 
The higher-ups at the telephone company took notice of this growing role and began to see the operators as public representatives of the company. In light of this, they began imposing stricter requirements on their operators. For example, if you were a woman seeking a job as a telephone operator, you had to be unmarried and between the ages of 17 and 26. In addition, you had to pass a height, weight, and arm length test to ensure you could reach the switchboard and fit into the tight spaces provided to operators. African American and Jewish women were barred from employment as telephone operators due to the rampant racial discrimination of the time. The women who did qualify were met with a demanding and frequently unpleasant work environment. The operators sat in straight-back chairs for long hours and were not permitted to talk to each other. In a 1922 op-ed for the New York Times, one anonymous operator reported saying, number please, an average of 120 times per hour for over eight hours a day, and even longer when working a double shift. As for Emma herself, she routinely logged an intense 54-hour work week, earning just $10 per month for her trouble which is the equivalent of about $270, or 50 cents per hour, today. Yet despite these drawbacks, Emma seemed to enjoy what she did. While her sister left the job after a few years to get married, Emma continued to work as a telephone operator until her retirement over 30 years later. Around that time, the Boston company she worked for consolidated with other small exchanges. After merging with the Bell Telephone Company, it took its services nationwide, and over time, it evolved into what we know today as AT&T. As the number of phone users grew, it became difficult for human operators to keep up with call volume, eventually leading the industry to make the switch to automated networks. But Emma Nutt's pioneering work was not forgotten. In 2000, a synthesized speech system created by Philips Electronics, was named Emma in her honor. Oh, and here's a quick bonus fact. The actress and comedian Lily Tomlin popularized a character named Ernestine the Telephone Operator in the 1960s sketch comedy show Laugh-In. Strangely enough, Tomlin was born on September 1st, the same day that Emma Nutt jump-started the profession all those years ago. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you want, you can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Podcast. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.